98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirofsky. The headlines. Health officials start checking thousands of cruise ship passengers at Kaitak for coronavirus. A health expert says the government may have to rethink its zero COVID policy. And Japan's prime minister condemns the latest missile launch by North Korea. Authorities are checking thousands of people from a cruise to nowhere after nine close contacts of a female COVID patient boarded the Spectrum of the Seas cruise liner on Sunday. The cruise company said there were about 2,500 passengers and 1,200 staff members on board. It comes as three overnight lockdowns yielded no new coronavirus cases. Vicki Wong reports. Health authorities say the employer of a 43-year-old female patient and another eight close contacts boarded a Spectrum of the Seas cruise to nowhere on Sunday, which was due to return tomorrow. The nine close contacts have so far tested preliminary negative while on board the vessel. Of the nine contacts, one is the boss of a 43-year-old domestic helper who's tested preliminary positive. She lives at Chesterfield Mansion in Causeway Bay, which was locked down overnight for testing. The lockdown was lifted at 7am with no new cases found. Meanwhile, residents of Causeway Tower were also tested and the lockdown there lifted at 7.30am with no new cases found. That case involves a 48-year-old woman. Both the 48-year-old and the domestic helper are linked to a Cathay staff who breached isolation rules by staying in two places after returning from a flight. Respiratory medicine expert Leung Chi Chu says that for now, the cruise liner passengers only need to stay put until results from further tests are out for the nine close contacts of the COVID case. He warned that there's a substantial risk that the nine people who were already isolated on board may have caught the virus, but stressed that doesn't spell disaster for others on the ship. If they turn positive only after we have isolated them, they should not have been uh, an infected source while they are on board uh, the ship, and uh, that would not pose a risk to uh, other passengers. A prominent epidemiologist says the untraceable case in Tun Mun is concerning and more such invisible cases could emerge. Professor Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong School of Public Health also said it was too early to drop the zero COVID policy as the city's vaccine coverage wasn't high enough. But he said that if it became clear that the SAR couldn't get cases down to zero, it might have to rethink the policy and emphasize vaccinations, especially for the elderly. But if we have the concern that maybe this outbreak can't be quickly controlled and the cases are going to go up and up, then I think pushing for higher vaccine coverage would be a, a really a top priority, particularly in older adults. And I, I would say to, to, to have a, a policy now where the focus is on vaccinating older adults rather than giving third doses to people who've already had two doses or vaccinating younger adults uh, because of the, the, the serious issue of, of uh, the low vaccine coverage in older adults in Hong Kong. The Italian government is meeting later today to decide on new measures, including compulsory vaccination for workers. In France, President Macron said he wanted to make life difficult for people who've not been vaccinated. While he did not advocate forced vaccinations, he said he would, as much as possible, limit their access to social activities. Britain has recorded more than 200,000 new cases in a day for the first time. The Prime Minister Boris Johnson also urged people to get vaccinated, saying some were dying needlessly. I mean, how absolutely crazy it is, absolutely crazy that there are two million slots this week for people to get vaccinated. And yet the the majority of people in ICU for COVID are not vaccinated, 61%. 
President Biden has said there's no excuse for Americans to be unvaccinated after the U.S. registered a global record of a million new coronavirus cases in a day. He said it was now a pandemic of the unvaccinated and urged those already vaccinated to get boosted. Booster shots work and provide the highest level of protection against Omicron. Booster shots are free, they're safe and available at over 90,000 sites. We have booster shots for every American in the country. Britain has also reported a record number of cases, which, as we mentioned already, has exceeded 200,000 in a day for the first time. The U.S. House of Representatives Committee investigating last year's deadly attack on the Capitol by Donald Trump supporters has said it wants to question Fox News TV host Sean Hannity. More from the BBC's Peter Bowes. The Democrat-led committee says it wants to interview Sean Hannity about his communications with former President Trump, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and other senior figures in the days surrounding the January the 6th attack. The panel highlights a text from the TV host in which he said he was very worried about the next 48 hours. The Capitol Police say they've spent the last year addressing operational failures that led to last year's breach. For his part, Mr Trump says he's cancelled plans to hold a news conference to mark the event. Back locally, and the district court has found three men guilty of conspiring to damage an MTR light rail stop in Tun Mun in 2019. Lee Kwan Ho, Ivan Chung and Ryan Lee were charged after the police searched a car they were in on the 5th of September 2019 and found the dash cam had recorded their discussions about damaging light rail stop facilities. Judge Frankie Yu said the trio had already reached an agreement on damaging the facility and had even discussed escape routes and places to change clothes. The judge said a jail sentence is called for and remanded the trio in custody, in custody until sentencing on the 27th of this month. Another defendant, Cheng Si Wai, was found not guilty. Chief Executive Kerry Lam says the government will consider lowering the mortgage threshold for selling subsidized flats to help more people buy homes. In an interview with the Hong Kong Economic Times, she said the government will refer to the proposal of progressive mortgages made by a developer's social enterprise. The idea is to allow home buyers to draw a mortgage at half of the market half the flat's market price and draw the other half of the mortgage loan in one or more installments a decade later, effectively lowering their mortgage payments. Mrs. Lamb said this will make things easier for first-time home buyers. The taxi industry veteran has criticized the government for failing to help cab owners transfer their insurance policies to new companies after Target Insurance, which accounts for 60% of the market, said it would cancel the policies in the next few days. Speaking on an RTHK program, Cheung Hak Wo from the Taxi Dealers and Owners Association said the insurance authority had been liaising with four insurance companies to take over, but it was still unclear how the existing policies could be transferred. He said owners may, be, may face paying out tens of thousands of dollars in premiums again. Target Insurance was suspended from trading this morning, pending an announcement. A prominent politician in the colonial era, Hilton Chung Lin, has died at the age of 99. Mr. Chung Lin served as an elected member of the Urban Council for 34 years, from 1957 to 1991. He was also the first Chinese person to serve as the chairman of the Urban Council between 1981 and 1986. He was also a member of the Legislative Council for nine years in the 70s and 80s. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, said she was saddened by Mr. Chung Lin's death adding that he was committed to community service and was particularly concerned about the development of local education. 
Japan and South Korea say that North Korea has fired another suspected ballistic missile from its east coast. The launch is Pyongyang's first this year. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida condemned the launch as deplorable. Since last year, North Korea has repeatedly launched missiles, which is very regrettable. The Japanese government will, more than ever, be vigilant and strengthen our monitoring of North Korea. We are, in any case, currently trying to swiftly examine the details of this one. The Japanese defense minister, Nobuo Kishi, said the projectile had traveled around 500 kilometers before landing in Japan's exclusive economic zone. The James Webb Space Telescope has successfully deployed its giant kite-shaped sun shield, passing a major milestone in its quest to study the first stars to shine in the cosmos. The BBC's Jessica McCallan reports. Many had doubted the wisdom of a shield design that included so many motors, gears, pulleys and cables. As such, NASA scientists are hailing Tuesday's successful completion as an audacious feat. Researchers will now work on unpacking the telescope's mirrors, the largest of which is six and a half metres wide. The James Webb, which was launched from Earth on December the 25th, is regarded as a successor to the 31-year-old Hubble Space Observatory, which is now nearing the end of its operational life. Lawyers for Britain's Prince Andrew have tried to convince a judge in New York to dismiss a civil case that accuses him of sexual assault. Virginia Giuffray says that as a teenager, she was forced to have sex with the prince by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, who were later convicted as sex offenders. The, job, the judge has said that he will decide soon whether the case can proceed. After hearing arguments on the relevance of a legal settlement, Ms. Giuffray reached with Epstein. Prince Andrew has always denied any wrongdoing. Lisa Bloom is a lawyer representing some of Epstein's accusers. I think it's important to all of my clients, the eight Jeffrey Epstein victims I represent and the hundreds of sexual abuse victims I represent in other cases. You know, this highlights how difficult it is for victims just to get into the courthouse door. We all face these arguments in all of our cases, and it's very difficult just to get to trial where then, of course, you have to prove your case. The European Union's foreign policy chief is due to visit the Ukraine's eastern border later today amid ongoing concern over Russia's military buildup in the region. Josef Borrell hopes his visit can open a door to greater EU involvement in the crisis. To date, Brussels has been excluded from talks on the issue between President Biden and Vladimir Putin. Ukrainian security officials say that more than 100,000 Russian troops have been deployed to the area. President Putin denies he's planning to invade Ukraine. Shares in China's state-owned debt collector Huarong Asset Management plummeted more than 50% as trading resumed in Hong Kong after a 6.6 billion U.S. dollars state-orchestrated bailout of the company. The company's Hong Kong-traded shares were suspended in April last year after it delayed its annual report. When Huarong published its results in August, it revealed a record 15.9 billion U.S. dollar loss for 2020 and outlined a rescue plan. When trading resumed today, its shares price slid from just over a dollar to 61 cents and ended the morning, morning down 52 percent at 48 cents per share. U.S. car giant General Motors has lost its title as America's top car seller for the first time in 90 years. Japan's Toyota claimed the top spot, selling more than 2.3 million vehicles last year, up 10 percent. GM says its sales, which fell 13 percent, were hurt by the widespread shortage of semiconductor parts that had been affecting the car industry. The 
Detroit company had ranked as the number one U.S. car seller since 1931 and vowed it would bounce back. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,089. That's 203 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $83 billion. In currency, the U.S. dollar buys 115.94 yen. The euro is standing at a one U.S. dollar and 12 cents. The pound is now worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 53 cents. In sport... Cricket Bangladesh pulled off a crushing eight-wicket victory over world champions New Zealand. The tourists only needed 40 runs in their second innings for the historic win, their first ever in New Zealand, and only their sixth in 61 away tests. The fourth Ashes test is also underway in Sydney, having won the toss Australia chose to bat, reaching 56 for one at tee. Tennis world number one, Novak Djokovic, will defend his Australian Open title later this month after receiving a medical exemption from the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. All players and staff at the tournament in Melbourne must be vaccinated or have an exemption granted by an expert independent panel. Djokovic, a nine-time Australian Open winner, hasn't spoken publicly about his vaccination status. More from the BBC's Russell Fuller. Valid reasons for an exemption include inflammatory cardiac illness, an acute major medical condition, and this could be the answer, that he's had a COVID infection within the last six months. Now, he did have it 18 months ago, but as we know, people are being infected twice. Let's say Djokovic has caught COVID again in the last few weeks, and he's now recovered. That enables you to defer the vaccine, and therefore he wouldn't be required to take it to get into Australia at this particular time. Djokovic went on to announce his exemption permission on Twitter, a move that angered some Australian fans. Here's the tennis broadcaster and former British number one, Andrew Castle. The tournament would be worse off without him from a tennis point of view, but, you know, he's never been quite as loved, uh, despite his magnificent sporting achievements as Rafa and Roger. And I don't think this will do uh, anything to endear him to this particular part of the world, even though he's won nine times. The English Premier League football club Newcastle have agreed a 16 million U.S. dollar fee with Atletico Madrid for the England fullback Kieran Trippier. The 31-year-old is set to be Newcastle's first signing under their new Saudi owners, and for the first and the first for new manager Eddie Howe since he took charge in November. Trippier joined Atletico from Tottenham in 2019. He'll be reunited with Howe, who signed him when he was at Burnley. To end the news, our top stories once again. Uh, health officials start checking thousands of cruise ship passengers at Kaitak for coronavirus. A health expert says the government may have to rethink its zero COVID policy. And Japan's prime minister condemns the latest missile launch by North Korea. On to the weather. It'll be mainly fine this afternoon uh, and becoming cloudy tonight with moderate easterly winds. The outlook sunny periods in the next few days, cool in the mornings on Friday and during the weekend. Currently, the temperature is 23 degrees Celsius with a relative humidity standing at 62%. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 5th of January is today's date. Many thanks once again to Sadia Osmani sitting in for me yesterday. Always lovely to hear Sadia on the radio. We've got a busy program for you. In about 10 minutes or so, we welcome back on the program speech and language pathologist Imogen Dean. And she'll be talking about her latest storybook, Easy For You To Say, which actually doubles up as a sound guide for parents and educators. So we'll hear more from Imogen in about 10 minutes or so. And after the 2.30 news, Cruzy McCalligan joins us again. And today, Cruz will be talking for her audio column, about hands and uh, we welcome you to join us at any point uh, between now and three o'clock feel free to email us one two three show at rthk.hk that's one two three show at rthk.hk you can also find me 